0: So we'll read from Gibran, The Awakened Soul. We choose our joys and our sorrows long before we experience them. When you long for blessings that you may not name, when you grieve knowing not the cause, then indeed you are growing with all things that grow and rising toward your greater self. How many of you really heard that? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) A nice little segue coming out of meditation. Did you hear something? It is pretty interesting because a lot of the, you know, the few authors, what we read out of here, really are ones who have awakened to the fullness. And, you know, even though it may sound like wonderful poetry or prose or, you know, however they express it, even though it seems kind of... Like a parable, just even the hearing of that does begin to stir awake the inner mysteries within our own consciousness. And that's where, you know, that's why we even read the quotes after the meditation, just to kind of support that and also to realize, you know, it's something you can do for yourself, is really to even get some of the books, like by Khalil Gibran or Rumi or Hafiz or, you know, many out there that have awakened and share of that pathway of sound and light that we teach here. Because sometimes reading those things does truly begin to stir awake, you know, that divine essence within ourselves. The trick is, is not just thinking reading's gonna do it. The reading stirs it, but then we gotta now move with what was stirred, and that's of course where the meditation is really the key in that journey. So, today I wanna share a little bit about completion, that in the spiritual pathway, we often and always talk about, it's that journey of the soul returning home to from where it came. God created the soul, the soul came out of God, and the soul returns to God. So there's this journey. So we're always speaking of this journey or this pathway of sun and light, of that way by which the soul returns to God. It's going towards, moving towards. And that's really the probably, I would say, the best thing to hold your focus on. The reason I say probably, because, you know, no matter how hard we try or how much we keep calling our attention back to the soul and that movement of spirit towards God, there's always these elements of the world that continue to pull on us. It seems like they hold us back, and we seem sometimes powerless or hopeless. What can I do? It seems like no matter what I do, I just can't seem to get free, that I'm always caught up, attached, somehow hindered and held back and so a lot of that big part is why we say just keep focusing on God because we know that as we really hold our focus there eventually those things begin to release or let go but there are things we can do to actively participate in that action of releasing and letting go as well and one thing that's important to remember here I'm using the word releasing and letting go But what is that really? That's why I said I'd like to share about completions. A lot of this journey of awakening and going home is also a journey of letting go and completing those things that we've come, the soul, we, the soul, have come into this world of time and space to experience all the different thought forms, the belief systems, the mental constructs, all the emotional experiences, the good, the bad, and all that, the imagination, all the fantasies, the visualizations, the desires, the wants, and into the physical, all the physical things that we can do in this world, That journey that the soul walks through all these levels. And it gets caught up in them. It gets habitualized. It does them over and over. It becomes familiar. And that's what the soul comes to know more and where it came from. But eventually as the soul walks through these experiences, coming near the end or completion of its journey and begins to hear or see or feel somehow know that inner call of God calling the soul home. That in some way, shape, or form it begins to awaken within us. That we're stirred in some way. That we find ourselves beginning to look or finding interest or our curiosity is aroused and wanting to know more about the mystery of life about the spirit of life why am I here? Where did I come from? Where am I going? What's after this body dies? What's before this body was even born? So in that great journey it is always a journey of what's next but also in taking those steps into what's next it also means now letting go of or completing that which we are experiencing now so remember that that in seeking the greater awakening into the newness the greater life if you will you know that whole phrase of being born again well to be born then also some other part has to die that's the letting go and completion so there is this letting go process because (coughs) those things of where the soul has been focused down and out into the mind, the emotions, and the body, that as the soul begins to turn around now and to begin to focus now into spirit and out of the elements of the world, it means there's this process of letting go, of completing the journey that the soul has been walking through in this world. And you know, the funny thing is, It seems so strange to me at times because I know when I experience that greater truth of spirit, how loving and how amazing and wonderful and joyful and peaceful that experience is that yet it seems to be so challenging at times to let go of what we've been caught up in, the illusion, that which causes the actual pain or the suffering that we feel or experience in some way of that appearance, of that separation from the Creator. But yet, if you think about it that way, it seems like it would be so easy to let go of all the pain and the suffering to move back into the joy and the loving. But yet, here it is, so challenging to let go and to truly let God. <clears throat> so at times, it can help to be very conscious not only in the meditation, in our movement forward towards a greater experience of moving into the oneness with God once again, but really there is an element of whereby looking at that which we are letting go of assists in learning the lessons into bringing to completion that which we've been caught up in the world. Some people call it grieving. Sometimes we feel a sadness. When a loved one or a pet dies or passes, or maybe it's just an activity we've been doing. Maybe we're involved in a sport or card games or something with other people. That we seem to enjoy that so much, but then the day comes where we no longer are participating in that, and a part of us feels sad that we're not doing that anymore because it used to bring us such joy. So. It's good to look at these things, not to avoid or deny the grieving or the sadness, but to allow them their process and to even participate. But it's also important to be cautious how we participate in that completing, in that letting go process, because sometimes we get caught up in the reminiscing of how wonderful it used to be, how I used to enjoy that. Oh, they were so wonderful. Oh, I loved my pet. And so we find ourselves now caught up once again, just in our own mind, our own thoughts and feelings. Because it's not even going on anymore physically, but yet inside of us, we keep repeating it, repeating it. And that type of reminiscing begins to stir a missing or a grieving, a sadness or a loss. And that's part of how, in a sense, we can begin to even reattach ourselves and to live in the past And that's when life really is harder. That's when we just seem to be depressed and longing and sad. Because of those things we're doing within ourselves, looking to the past of what in a sense is really completed, but yet inside of us we're still running it. And this is what goes on. The wonderful thing is when you can begin to look at these things and begin to love them and accept the change as it's occurred, And if there's any hurt feelings or upsets, that's why we talk about forgiveness. Loving acceptance, forgiveness. That forgiveness is a key tool that as we begin to go within ourselves and forgive ourselves, others, situations, circumstances, whatever that is, where we may have hurt feelings or attachments yet that are incomplete from the past, if they're still running inside of us, maybe they're not in the past. Maybe they're present right now. But as we can begin to forgive, what is forgiveness? Letting go. As we can begin to forgive and let go, all that which is still running inside of us is where we now, through our conscious focusing and choosing to participate, can now begin to free ourselves, to bring to completion all those things that would hold the soul in this world. So, forgiving is a big key here on this journey. Because that is one of the main tools to truly bring to completion these elements of the world that would keep us attached. You know, to make it even more challenging, it's not just inside of us. It seems like it's all around us. It's like all these things are always coming at us, coming at us. The past is coming at us from other people, from situations. The world just comes at us always trying to drag us down. And so, yeah, okay, you know, Brian, guess what? I've been doing forgiveness. I've been there, done that. You know, it's over. But yet I just can't seem to get out of it because it keeps coming at me from the world. Yep, exactly, because that's what the world does. That's how the world continues, because that's what the world feeds on. That's what gives it life. The soul, the energy we put into all these things in the world, is what keeps it alive. And so if we begin to pull our life energy we put into that, that gives it life, when we pull it out, and it begins to die, it's struggling for survival. Believe it or not, it begins to struggle for survival. Just think of the body itself. When the soul begins to remove its life force of the body, the body's struggling to survive so that it doesn't die. That's an obvious one when we look in physically. But did you know the same type of process goes on inside of us with different belief systems or feelings? Just even on the emotional level, we all have certain emotional patterns that run. We've chosen to participate in, and now they have a life of their own. In a sense, they begin to run us. What stirs inside of you when you think of chocolate or dessert? Sex? Money? What physical activities do you enjoy doing? Now, I'm speaking of physical things. When you do those physical things, now, what is that inside of you that goes on emotionally, mentally? What are those feelings within you? that are stirred by doing certain activities. Those things have a life, too. Have you ever noticed you try to give up something? Like, you know, yeah, God, I love chocolate, you know. But I said, gosh, you know, everybody says it's not good for me. And, you know, if I eat it, I usually kind of feel kind of bad later. But, you know, there's just something inside. And so I'm going to give it up. So you give it up physically. But then, yet, there's this part that keeps running. Give me chocolate, Give me chocolate. And there's that always an internal battle and struggle. So it's still living inside, even though you're not even doing it physically, but yet it's still living inside. Something inside of us still has life that is wanting to be fed, that is wanting to continue its existence. Is this making sense? I'm trying to take the tangible to the intangible. But if you really pay attention, the thoughts and the feelings I'm speaking of, they become pretty tangible after a while. The more attention you give them, you begin to see how, in a sense, they really do have a life, and it can actually feel tangible. I mean, how many of you have had strong feelings and you feel in your gut and your solar plexus here literally a physical sensation? That's how powerful these things are. They don't want to die. They want to keep doing what they're doing. And that's what often makes it so hard. And we find ourselves in an internal battle and struggle within ourselves just dealing with these feelings and the thoughts around them. And that's what it ends up being, is dealing with them. How do we deal with these things? Sure, it seems easy. Yep, not going to do that anymore. Wish we could do it that easy for the mental and emotional processes that just seem to keep going now, all on their own. So, part of this action of dealing with it and also helping that to complete is to simply begin to now put our energies elsewhere. Not to try to get rid of these feelings, although there is a part of us that will do that. And so the getting rid of or letting go, that's where forgiveness comes in. We can begin to forgive. What does forgiveness do? Inside of ourselves, it is a conscious participation in letting go. And how are we letting go? We're letting go in loving, in acceptance. That's true letting go. If we're trying to let go out of reaction, out of anger, out of judgment and fear and get rid of it and push it away. All we're doing is creating more attachment and more fear in a harder struggle. The battle begins. I don't know about you, but I've noticed when I've gone into that, it seems the stronger I get to get rid of it, the stronger it gets to stay there. It matches me. It's just amazing. I've had inner experiences where I've seen these things in energy forms and try to push them away and they get stronger as I push harder. And as I back off, they back off. I'm like, oh, push harder, they push harder. I back off, they back off. Oh, maybe there's something there. Maybe that's why it's called letting go rather than pushing away and getting rid of. It's interesting. Kind of like in a mirror. You look in the mirror, you see the reflection, right? You push against the mirror, you're going to hit resistance. You pull against away from the mirror, no resistance. That's really what we're doing inside of ourselves. Even though we may not see these things, our thoughts and feelings, like we may are physical, but that's what we're doing inside of ourselves, is pushing against the mirror. So begin to step back, to let go, to forgive. Not out of reaction, not out of judgment. We all know when we go into reaction or judgment, we know those feelings when they stir up. Again, the anger, the sadness. So if those things kick kick up, know that you're going into reaction and all you're doing is pushing against the mirror and setting up more resistance. But in true letting go and stepping back, we begin to experience more of the calm and there's not that stirring or resistance or push within us either for or against neither one it just drops away and the other thing when it begins to drop away think of this for a moment I'm saying these things sometimes so that you really look inside because we all have reference points Think about it. When you've done what I'm talking about, when you step back and you find yourself all of a sudden relaxing, stepping back from the reaction or resistance, and then if you've stayed in that peace or relaxation long enough, have you ever felt something then come in behind that, like this movement, whether it's gratitude or joy or what you could call the warm fuzzies or loving? It's an interesting thing. You can experiment with these things. I know that if you wait long enough, in place of that resistance, all of a sudden begins to move in something else. Well, when we allow enough space and time, that something else can now begin to move in. That space that was filled with resistance, now that the resistance is gone... Now that loving, that peace, that joy can begin to now fill that space that used to be filled with the reaction and the resistance. And if we pay close enough attention, we will become aware and know what that is. It will be as tangible as that reaction and other stuff was. If you're not sure what I'm talking about or haven't experienced that, take a look at it. Next time you go on a reaction, see if you can begin to forgive, to let go. And you'll feel it, the reaction if you're all tight and stirred up inside. As you let go, as it comes calm and quiet, the body relaxes, stay with it for a few minutes. And as you stay with it, just like we did the meditation, bring your attention up here. <clears throat> so don't just wander in your mind. Bring your attention up to the seat of the soul that you begin to look to the soul now. And as you do, see if you experience that movement of loving. Just begin to now literally pour in and through the body. Just like I started the meditation, like a waterfall from above, just pouring through and washing through. That actually goes on. But for that to go on, we've got our process to do of creating the space so that it can. And so the forgiveness and the letting go is how we can begin to create the space so that that loving of who we really are can now begin to fill us to that overflowing, that we can now begin to live in that greater freedom of life itself rather than caught up in the attachments of the physical elements of life. And be aware, as we move into this and allow this to unfold inside of us, just like we can see somebody, whether it's a person, an animal, or whatever, suffering, as the body's going through a dying process, be aware, you'll experience your own thoughts and feelings going through a similar process inside of you where they don't want to lose their life. And then it's a matter of what you do with that. If you buy back into it, you're just giving it more life. And if you do, let that be okay. Say, you know what? Maybe I'm not really done with this. Maybe I thought I wanted to be done with it. Maybe it disturbs me in certain ways. But the truth is, obviously, I don't want to be done with it because I keep giving it life. I'm not really willing to let go yet. Maybe there's still something there we're learning that we haven't really completed yet inside of ourselves. Because that's serving us in some way. Those things we give life to, they are serving us through this process of reflection because by seeing them, and when I say seeing, I don't mean just visually, even feeling them its another way of seeing or hearing them. But they're teaching us something. They're giving us something. The life we give to it, it gives us something back. But there will be a day when truly we have learned all the lessons, all that is given to us. And there will be just a knowing. Even unconsciously these things go on. But the soul knows, even if we don't consciously here physically know. But if we meditate, we give ourselves greater opportunity to really know consciously what's going on spiritually. That there is a day where now that lesson really is learned. And that which we are feeding, we will naturally now just pull back that life essence to begin to feed something else with. The soul can't stop. It's creative. You cannot stop the soul from creating, giving life to experience. So as it pulls away from that, it will begin to die. And as it does, it's going to scream for life so I said, just be aware of that. Understand, that's the process in this world of life and death. And the key here is when something is dying, no matter what level of consciousness, is to now, once again, bring in that loving. Bring the loving, because what does it really want? Loving. Not the attachment, the fears, the judgment. Loving. As we begin now to bring the loving into that survival, into the screams of sadness or dying off or anger or trying to hold on. Even with that, where we want to cringe or go into reaction, as we find ourselves doing that, to just begin to relax and say, this is okay. Everything has its time of living and then time of dying in this world. I'm not talking about the soul right now. So realize, come into acceptance, that when it is time, the lesson is complete, that that element will begin to die off, and there is a process of dying. And all we have to do is move into the acceptance and understand that is a process of life, is dying, and to love the process, literally love it, because it is that loving now that begins to set us free from the attachment to it, and that is that loving that now gives this thing we've given life to now the freedom to complete and dissolve. It doesn't just die. It actually dissolves. If you can see these things spiritually, you would see that they literally are like clouds, shapes and forms, that have life. But as that life is withdrawn, those shapes and forms just literally disperse and dissolve just like a cloud would. And what's left? Nothing. Just air. There's just nothing there. Comes together, disperses and dissolves. That's what really goes on with these things. That's why we call them illusions to begin with. They came out of nothing. They seem to be there, but then all of a sudden they're gone again. That's what happens. The creative force of spirit begins to create shape and form or manifestation or creation, giving in life. And then as we pull the life out, it begins to unmanifest, to dissolve, to complete. It's a very simple process, the flow of life. It's what we do with it inside of ourselves that makes the difference on our journeys. So part of what I'm saying here is do not go into fight, struggle, or resistance with the natural process of life itself. That alone will make our journey easier. And then, guess what? When we don't go into fight, struggle, resistance with it, remember I saying earlier about creating that space? Well, when that space isn't filled with all the fight, struggle, and resistance, now there's a space that we can now be filled with that greater truth of spirit, of loving, of joy. And then the true living, which is the soul that is eternal, that doesn't have this process of life and death, but that is eternal life itself, that spirit of loving, can move unhindered and freely through all the experiences in such a greater joyful way. Wouldn't you rather have joy rather than all the suffering and sadness? Well, this is the way by which that can take place, that we can actually live more in joy and loving through this process of which I'm describing. Often you'll hear us call it neutrality. The neutrality. We're no longer caught up in the positive, negative, the good and the bad of the world, but we're living the neutrality of spirit. And in that neutrality is where the soul can move freely in and through all of creation. If we're caught up in polarity, we've got a charge, we're attached, there's not much freedom of movement there. It keeps us stuck. You feel stuck, I feel blocked. So as we can begin to complete and let go through loving that which we are stuck or caught up in, we come back to that pathway of neutrality where the freedom is. And now the soul can move in and out of all these things because it's no longer attached to the experiences that it is moving through in these worlds. Another way to look at some of this in a practical way is even on the physical level of completions. Most of you probably know what I mean by completions or incompletions. Anybody here not have something that they would like to get done, to get it finished? Whether it's cleaning out the garage or the closets, whether it's completing school or a class, whether it's just going shopping after the class today and getting that done. It can be simple things or big things. That's a practical level of what I'm talking about. So what do you have to do to complete it? You've got to go do it, right? That's the key. We've got to go do and participate. It's the same thing <laughs> through all these spiritual, that seem mystical, mysterious worlds. It's a similar process like I'm speaking of physically. You go and do it, you participate. That's how you get it done. It's called action, you take action. There's the outer action and I'm speaking of the inner action. It doesn't get done unless you go do something. It just keeps sitting there. It's incomplete. Same thing with all these things inside. They sit there incomplete until we, inside of ourselves, do something with them and about them. The nice thing with this inner stuff, it's a lot easier not having to move the physical body. You know, this body is such a weight in the world. The spirit is ever so light. But the thoughts and feelings can be quite a weight, too. But begin to look at even these inner things as practical as these physical things. You look at it that way, it's going to keep this journey so much more simple and easier to do, to remove the element of doubt or confusion or not understanding or knowing it. Well, I don't know what it is, so how can I do anything? That's why you come to class, right? That's why you do the meditation, right? That's why you work with loving, acceptance, forgiveness. That's why we have CDs. That's why we have a forgiveness meditation. There's things out there, just like we go to school to learn. So we learn these things and then we apply them and do them so that we bring even these inner things to completion so the soul gets its freedom. Isn't it nice too, you know, when you've got some big project and you get it done, how good you feel when it's done? How do you think the soul feels just in this journey in this physical body through this lifetime? Guess what the soul experiences when it completes the life journey? I'm not going to say any time. When it completes the life journey and it awakens to the truth of who it is, and does everything in the life it knows it's supposed to do to completion so that it steps free. That's when we, the soul, now congratulate ourselves. Job well done. I learned the lessons. I did it. I am complete. Don't you ever feel good when you get something done? It's kind of like, let's go celebrate. You feel good about yourself. That says something right there. Because that completion is a freedom now and a fulfillment because all those things you did up to that point of completion was fulfilling the soul in its experience. So it's very practical and simple. Don't avoid life, but also not avoiding Pay attention to those things you feel called or pulled on to do. Because not all those things that we feel pulled on or called are not always necessary we do them. Because sometimes, remember what I was saying earlier? That say, okay, I'm going to give up chocolate, but inside of me, the emotions and the thoughts still stir. Well, does that mean because they're still alive, it's like, well, I'm not done with chocolate yet, so I go ahead and go participate? Well, maybe... But it's also possible that maybe now that physical level is done and maybe now I just have to work on completing the inner process of the imagination, the emotions, and the mind. To love, to accept, to forgive inside of me, that inner dynamic, and bring that complete. So that's the greater inner journey, is to bring to completion these things within us as simply as we'd complete or do something in the world to get it done. But again, there's a big, big, big key, and that is how we approach the completion. Because if we approach it in resentment in anger and reaction, I've got to do this and I don't want to do it, guess what? You ain't going to get it done that way. So the real inner work, the greater inner journey, is to complete and do these things with loving. Even with joy. Or even with gratitude. That even the things you don't want to do, you do them anyway. And you are grateful for the experience and your participation in that. It is that attitude or approach to the completions that really sets the soul free or simply keeps the process going. Any of you in here watched that movie years ago, um, Groundhog Day? If you haven't, go watch that one. It's a great one, Groundhog Day. It's really wonderful because in that movie, they show this man's experience going through all these experiences the same day repeated over and over in all the things he goes through not just physically but what he goes through inside of himself and i love that movie because it shows him go through all kinds of feelings and thoughts as well as with the physical experiences and he goes through all of it and the day keeps repeating itself until finally the day changes and now moves into the next day. But what did it take to get there? He had to go through all of these experiences, not only physically, because it was the same physical experiences all the time, but it was also now this inner journey of everything he went through inside of himself with all of his thoughts, all of his feelings around the physical. And then finally, after he went through everything that was possible to go through, then all of a sudden comes this acceptance. Okay. This is the way it is. I'm in acceptance. Not resistance, not reaction. He did all the reaction before. That's why the day kept repeating. It's when he came into acceptance, or what we call neutrality. When we come into acceptance, the neutrality is right there. That's completion. And in the completion, now things can begin to change and it's a new day. That's what the spiritual journey's like. Even when we want things to be done and they just don't seem to get done, that's when it's up to us to take a look at how we are approaching and our attitude with completing it. That's what makes the difference of getting things done or the repetition where it just keeps going on and on, just like that movie Groundhog Day. Watch that one. It's a great example. See, even to complete things like I'm speaking of, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, no matter which one it is, to even complete these things, truly, it is when we can't complete them by wanting to get rid of them, by wanting to get them done. It's when we can truly come into the loving and accept them the way they are, accept it the way it is, is when we move into the freedom and the neutrality. That's when it really gets done, is when we come into the freedom of the neutrality, of accepting it the way it is. And then we're actually just grateful to be doing it. And then all of a sudden it changes, because no longer do we have a charge of energy A reaction on it. That's when it changes. So understand the process of change or completion. True completion. When life really changes on all these different levels. Because a true change is the soul getting free through loving and acceptance not through resistance and reaction all right